everybody, this is Sensei Anthony coming to you with another episode of Real Martial Arts with Anthony Thomas. Now, please forgive the sudden change. I didn't really warn anybody. It was kind of a split decision. I felt like the Karate Chronicles was too limiting a name and that it might have excluded some people. So here we are, Real Martial Arts with Anthony Thomas. Same topic, same ideas, different name. So let's get into it. What I want to talk to you guys about now is a question that I get rather frequently. What is the difference between karate or taekwondo or kung fu and kickboxing? Now, this is actually, as a martial artist, this is a very easy question to answer. Basically, if you do a striking art in a competition where any striking practitioner is allowed to compete with you or against you, then that's kickboxing. What makes striking martial arts different, or any martial arts different, that matter, are their kata, their history, and in a lot of cases, geography. For example, one of my favorite techniques in the martial arts is the back fist. doesn't work well with MMA gloves on or boxing gloves. That doesn't mean it doesn't work. It means there's context, right? So I wouldn't use it. And I didn't use it when I boxed or kickboxed against other people. Kickboxing is nothing but the sportive aspect of a striking art. Now, for those of you that say, what's the difference between kickboxing and Muay Thai and some of these other things? What I'll say to you again is it boils down to the rule set. In America, before Muay Thai arrived, it was called full contact. And you wore pads on your hands and feet. And you had to throw at least eight powerful kicks per round because they did not want boxers just coming in and just punching all the time. So this is the era of Bill Wallace and John Eves Terrio and Rick Rufus before he switched to Muay Thai. And um, gosh, what's his name? Um, I cannot believe he was in kickbox with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, Alex something, I think. I can't believe I'm blanking on that. I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, Anyway, kickboxing in any format or rule set is basically just the striking arts that are sportified so that everybody can participate in them regardless of their background. It's kind of like the Abu Dhabi Championship and grappling. There's no gi because they didn't want people to feel like it was favoring Brazilian jiu-jitsu stylists, right? And it was basically Brazilian jiu-jitsu enthusiasm which sparked Abu Dhabi. So they made it a no-gi competition and what you ended with were people from catch wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, sambo, um, Kodesh, uh, straight wrestling, and all of these other indigenous wrestling styles being able to compete under an agreed-upon rule set. Now, let me take a step back, you guys. The kickboxer that I was talking about was Dennis Alexio. I'm so sorry. I can't believe that I forgot that name. I must be losing my small bit on sanity. So, anyway, basically, what the sport of kickboxing does is it allows people to compete without any 
perceived preferences for one style to the other. Um, like, for example, a lot of kickboxing styles or organizations didn't allow, didn't allow <clears throat> elbows, knees, or leg kicks because they felt that that would give a, not an advantage to the Muay Thai stylists, but it was basically just something that, to be fair, they weren't familiar with at the time. It wasn't until people like Kevin Rozier and Benny Urquidez started fighting in Muay Thai in Japan and Thailand and stuff like that that Americans had a taste for it. So a lot of the rule sets just didn't allow it because they were unprepared for it and they were pretty much ignorant that it existed that way. Now, in Southeast Asia, it's not just Muay Thai, it's Pradal Sarei, it's Letwe, it's all of these things like that, Bando. They all have similar rule sets, rule sets which allow elbows, knees, kicking to the legs, and even headbutting. So... To make a long story longer, um, kickboxing was developed as a sport so that any striking artist would be able to compete without a perceived advantage, disadvantage, or preference. Now, in that, for the sake of television, it's changed things even more because there is often a restriction on blood and stuff like that that's allowed on live TV, so... Organizations like Glory have taken out elbows. Or an amateur Muay Thai, for example, you get to wear or have to wear elbow pads. So depending on the organization, depending on the area, just keep in mind that kickboxing is nothing but the sportified form of any striking art that is put together in such a way that any striking stylist can compete without a perceived or alleged preference from one style over the other. If you do Kung Fu, you can do kickboxing sport. If you do Taekwondo, if you do uh, Wushu, whatever it is you do, you'd be allowed to compete within the rules of kickboxing without the idea or without the overall sentiment of one style being preferred over the others. Some people compete in... Uh, no leg kicking competitions and do very well. Donna Dragon Wilson came to mind. And some people are absolute monsters when it comes to the Muay Thai style. Bwakao Pro Pramuk. If you're looking to, you know, Ernesto Host, Andy Hughes. So it's basically about the skill sets or the rule sets that you want to compete in. And then you just go for it. So that's my time right now, folks. Um, please check me out on... TikTok, uh, gosh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, under Thomas Martial Arts. Uh, my website is thomasmartialarts.com. But the most important thing, of course, always is please be kind to yourselves and each other.